0: Welcome to Education Honestly. I'm Claire. And I'm Shanna. As we head into the Canadian Thanksgiving long weekend, we thought we'd lighten things up a bit by sharing our favourite picture books. So, Shanna, what's one of your favourite picture books to use with students?
1: So the first book that I would pick, I happen to, I, I just, I love it. I still get like butterflies in my own stomach whenever I think about it. Uh, it's a book that was given to me when I was in teacher's college and it's called Wombat Stew. And I'm, it was written by Marcy, Marcia K. Vaughn and was illustrated by Pamela Lofts. And it's an oldie. It's from 1986. Um, but it's definitely a goodie. And, Wait, are
0: uh, you saying that that you're really old
1: that, you were in teacher's college in 1986. Or, or you know, I like may have been in primary school at the time, but I'm saying it was written in 1986. <laughs> but it was your first book that was given to you during teacher's college. Absolutely. And it was wow. the practicum teacher that I had, she was like, She was buzzing, couldn't wait for me to open it. And I'm looking at her like, "Um, wow. And then I started reading, I was like, oh, I get it now. So Wombat Stew. a special book. Yeah, Yeah. it's a special book for sure. Wombat Stew has a huge rhyming element to it. It sounds like this. It's like wombat stew, wombat stew, ooey gooey, oh, so chewy wombat stew. And it's great because as you read it, students start to get the flow and they start to hear the rhyming and they start to try to repeat. It's it's fantastic.
0: So I got a question. Do our Canadian students ever ask you, Miss,
1: what's a wombat? Not usually a wombat, but the, but the echidna. They want to know what that is. And, like, I didn't have to totally look that up the first time either. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's some different – and it's an introduction to different animals around the world, well, Australia specifically, but it takes them out of their realm of what a regular – thing it's not like if there's a blue jay sitting in the middle of this book there are no blue jays there or bears or beavers (laughs) or moose yeah exactly and you know it talks about the dingo who is the villain in this story oh dingo um he's well he's a bully and he wants to eat this wombat who is the bully and this wombat is sitting there kind of paralyzed, not sharing what to do. And all these different um, creatures come up like the platypus and the echidna and um, the emu. And they come up and they're trying to save this poor and I mean it does refer to him as the fat wombat but that's part of the rhyming component and it was 1986 and so it's you know talking all about this fat wombat and um they are trying to convince the dingo that he has to put all these things in his stew before they can put the wombat in and these things are things like mud and bugs and slugs and feathers and just gum nuts and just stuff that's Gross! The thought of putting them all together makes my stomach go. Egh. But yes. I bet you the boys in your class, love it. <laughs> they did. They did. They're like, that's disgusting. Yes, it is. But in the end, the um the brave the um the animals help save the wombat because they've now convinced the dingo to eat to taste the stew that's full of these disgusting items, and he's like, you've tried to poison me, and then he runs off and our wombat is saved. So it's a great story in that sense. And it gives, you know, how to not be just a bystander, but be part of the brave and how to support somebody and to prevent bullying. And so it's got a good, you know, sort of core to the story, but it's got all the rhyming in it too. So it can be used for really little guys to help learning about rhyming as well. And it can be used as a jumping off point for writing um, for students. I actually had a student write a story. It was like, Mr. Magoo liked to eat his stew as long as it looked like runny goo. And so took that whole rhyming component. And it's, I mean, it's more primary base, but it's, it's a great jumping off point. It's fun and it's silly, but it's got teachable elements in it completely.
0: How about you, I could uh, I could totally see, you know, like a, you could do a drama activity with that book too where all the kids are maybe acting out different parts of the stew like I'm going to be the worm that goes into the stew or <laughs>
1: you
0: know or you could go out and that would be actually a great naturalist connection too to go out into nature and and find things and actually put things together, you know, in a pot and, and and look at how things interact with each other. I think, yeah, there's a lot of potential there from a bullying, from a naturalist and and from a literacy point of view. Yeah.
1: And, and we, you and I were talking earlier about how we would make this compatible in the virtual world as that is more of a reality right now and what I thought was best would be a rhyme off so say I read um I read the book to my class and I mean you can find a read aloud online or you can read it yourself whichever works best for you and say you picked goo so goo was the word that you had to rhyme and each student has to come up with a word that rhymes with goo but isn't the same as what the students said before and it's just to get them thinking and engaged about different rhyming sounds and how it would rhyme and then they could maybe take their word depending on their grade level and make that part of a writing component yeah write their own little poems post them online yeah. do a, a rhyme
0: off uh you know yeah virtual rhyme off like almost two students you know on your on your virtual classroom yeah you know one word and then another word and then another
1: and yeah and it, it usually disintegrates into ridiculous laughter and that's just as engaging it's just as fun to, and you know students enjoy themselves when that happens so yeah that sounds great that's, yeah it's really good awesome. yeah claire what kind of story is your favorite
0: Well, my absolute, absolute favorite book is called The Princess's Blanket by Carol Ann Duffy. And the reason why it's my favorite book is that there are so many visual arts, music, drama, dance, and writing connections with this story. I have used this book as a jumping off point that has lasted into a you know, a couple of month exploration with, yeah. So um, I would recommend this book for students in grades four through eight. And basically the princess's blanket is about um, a little kingdom and in this little kingdom, there is a king and a queen who go to the villagers and ask the villagers to help their daughter. Their daughter is frigid, no matter how many fires they build in the castle. Oh, no. She is just a cold, cold princess. And so they ask the villagers to come and help her be warm. And so the villagers come up with lots of creative solutions, um, but nothing really works. And then one day a stranger comes into town. Oh. And this stranger comes in and, and meets the princess, and he presents her with a blanket, a blanket of the forest. Oh. And that isn't warm enough for her. And then he presents her with the blanket of the ocean. And she still can't get warm. And then she's presented with the blanket of the mountain and then she's presented with the blanket of the earth and then wow. the next part of the story is that the villagers then end up coming to the king and queen to complain because they have no forest to go hunting in they have no oceans to go fishing from they have no mountains bringing fresh water to the village and no earth for which they can farm their vegetables and uh, grow their grains and oats and so the the story, funny enough, is where that's the part of the story where I actually stop reading the book to the kids. Um, and I actually never go through to the end of the book with the kids. Because Hello, cliffhanger. Yeah, well, well, actually, we create our own ending. That's another reason why I really love this book, is that you can take this story in so many different directions. So one of the things I love to do is a drama dance activity where the kids act out the four parts of our world, the forest, the ocean, the mountain, the earth, and they'll create a a drama or a dance piece around that, a creative movement piece, let's call it that. And they'll add music to it. We'll also add, you know, dance ribbons and scarves and different things just to really to show the flow or the um, jaggedness or the movement of the earth or the world around them in those four domains. The other thing, and this is what I really love about this book is that I'll do something called teacher enroll and I will get dressed up as the queen that's and something we
1: touched in on in a previous podcast with um Brooke Charlebois
0: yeah teacher enroll is great it's great way to promote writing and I get there and I will you know say to the villagers I you know I need your assistance or sorry I've heard that you um are really upset. I want to make things better for you. Tell me why you're upset. And I will actually engage in, a, in an enroll, student enroll and teacher enroll interaction with the kids. And then the students will go back to their desks and they will write their piece, you know, Why the forest was important to them? What the forest offered them? What did it mean to lose the forest? And why is it so important to have it back? And they'll do that for, like I said, the forest, the ocean, the mountain, and the earth.
1: So there's a huge um, environmental stewardship component.
0: Absolutely, and I've totally used this. And this is what I'm saying. This is for months when I've done a whole inquiry unit on environmental stewardship it's this has been the launching point this book and this story and we create this whole world around it one year I actually was working with um, grade four students we actually transformed the classroom into a village that had the castle like it was it was it was this very special year I had a great group of kids that were just so into drama and dance and they just this book just was a watching point for a life of its own. So I guess it's really why I have a very special um, place for this book in my heart. And like I said, you know, there is an ending to it. And and in the ending, I've got to say, it's a little Disney, everything kind of works out in the end. Um, But the kids never hear that part, part. they, we create our own ending of, of how the princess comes to the realization that she was selfish and, how she's going to make amends to the earth. So yeah, it's a, it's a great story. Again, it's called the princess's blanket by Carol and Duffy.
1: That's so cool. Mm -hmm. I love how there, it's like, and I love how the King and Queen are asking for support from everyone. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, we know everything because of our status and, you know, it, 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 I, I just, I like that. It's a sharing expectation as well.
0: And I'm really glad you uh, mentioned the word status, because that's actually another thing, uh, theme that comes up in the book is status. And we spend a lot of time talking about um, who holds status, who holds power, how do they use that power? How do they wield it? Yeah. You know, it's like I said, I had a whole inquiry uh, unit built around stewardship. Oh, cool. Really cool book. Really cool book. Highly recommend it. Okay. Well, another one, eh?
1: Yeah. So I have another one that I was thinking about that I um, have enjoyed. Um, okay. So um, you probably have heard this series. It's actually a whole series. It's not just one book, but the one that um, I've got with me today that I'm sort of referencing is M is for maple. There's M is for maples. That is for Zamboni. There's, there's a whole variety of them and the ones that are, they're Canadian based, which I, you know, as a teacher in Canada having something that's specifically resourced to our country, I think is so beneficial and so engaging for our students. Cause you know, it's like, you know, on TV you see you see what's reflected there, and you tend to be more engaged in something that's you're reflected to or that reflects back to you. I like the fact that there's a Canadian component to this. And there seems to be multiple authors. So I'm not going to give one, but or just for the one. But the Canadian alphabet for Emma's for Maple is written by Mike Alner, yeah, Alner and illustrated by Melanie Rose. Um and I, I love this book for a lot of reasons. It's the engagement piece. It's the Canadian factor. Um, for example, one of the letters is F. F is for a man who one summer pr- uh, proved he could, do it, uh, he could do it with one leg what few good men should do with two. Terry Fox never finished his cancer crusade, but now we are running uh, and honoring his name. So F is for Fox. Well, that's such a Canadian thing for us. I mean, we do celebrate, we don't celebrate, we participate in the Terry Fox run. It is a vital part of our fall and it's, you know, so Canadian-based. Now, the part I write you is just the beginning. That could be used more readily with younger grades, but there's an entire section with more information about Terry Fox, more about how he um achieved his goals and what his struggles were worth and how many kilometers he traveled there's that more detailed to get further engagement from students and another example would be m is for maple of course now that i've said that i've lost the page completely give me a moment <laughs> m is for maple our national leaf and sugar and the silver that thrive in the east the big leaf and douglas prefer west in the plains and the Manitoba maple bears its home and its name. So it's got the rhyming component there, which is fantastic. Again, it's just that beginning sentence for um younger students. And then there's a whole section about different um, trees and years and that whole part. So I, I just I love the fact that it's the Canadian factor, but this could be be the beginning of small writings for younger students. It's like a writing prompt, but I I used it. Well, I tried to use it one year. The kids had so much fun. I had like eight pages for M and nine pages for P or whatever it was, but I used it for Canadian government. Oh, for grade five. Yeah. Grade five for Canadian government. And this is, I mean, this, it could be used multiple ways, but this was one of my favorite. I'm like, can it create the Canadian government from A to Z? And they were like, what? They, they, I freaked them out at first. So the example I give them, well, M, M is for mace. And they're like, what's a mace? Well, we had just been to our local um, provincial government. And it was like, remember that big, long stick with the fun top on it? It was really round. And they were like, oh, yeah, there used to be diamonds or gold. And they started remembering stuff that they had read. And that was the beginning. So it was inquiry based on the fact that they had to find something from all the ways in the alphabet to the end. But it had to be relevant. And it got them really interested in more components and understanding about their government because they wanted to complete an entire um, alphabet. And I gave them the options to use all three levels of government, but there are some students who are like, nope, I'm federal, I'm sticking here. And there are other students who were uh, wanted to stay in provincial and some that wanted to do all three, but it was just this amazing dive and not everybody came up with the same answers for everything. So when we shared them, students um just learn so much more and that i could see it
0: yeah i could see it being used um you know the a to z of our classroom the a to z of our school yeah a to z you know in the virtual world or you know the a to z of my family yep absolutely and yeah creating you know you could do uh pictures with it the writing it could be done in different forms of poetry yeah yeah, that's actually yeah i I quite like that for the virtual world as well like i think there's a lots of applications there
1: and because there is a whole series there Mm -hmm. is multiple examples to help build from and Mm -hmm. I I just like I think it's a diverse resource
0: oh that's cool yeah Yeah, it's it's fun
1: it's fun so do you have one more that you want to share with us
0: I do you know how much I love picture books on mathematics (laughs) you know that my I've got an extensive picture book Oh, can you just hear my little cat coming into our podcast? There, visits are required, (laughs) of course. So, um, one of my favorite math picture books is called Counting on Frank, and it's written by Rod Clement. So, this book is basically it's a it's a it's it's about a boy who, um, who you know is talking about some of the things that are going on in his home one of which is how many dogs it would take to fit in his bedroom (laughs) right so but here's the thing is they don't tell you what type of dog it is so when i have asked students in grades four to eight this question you can get varying degree of answers depending on their premise of how big a dog is yeah. what they're used to or if they'll say but I don't have a dog can I do a cat or if I don't have a dog can I do my lizard or my bird or
1: oh my gosh how many lizards would
0: that be Oh my right goodness. so that's great um they also in so you've got size and volume there uh, in the book he also talks about um growth rate so how how fast I'm growing if a tree grows this much you know, per year, how fast will I grow per year? You know, like if I was growing at the rate of a tree. Okay. And then another one is jelly beans. How many jelly beans are in this jar? And, you know, how could you um, make a good guesstimate? And I was thinking, you know, for the virtual world, I I would bet out there there's different types of formulas and tricks and strategies people have for counting the number of jelly beans in a jar and I thought that would be a great research project
1: oh I'd love to see how many jelly beans fit in my stomach and see them
0: (laughs) (laughs) but my favorite part of this book is when the um, the boy of the story talks about how he if or what would happen if he accidentally knocked 15 peas off my plate every night for the (laughs) last eight years they would now have enough peas to the top of the tabletop and I love asking the kids to determine whether or not that is true and so the students use their problem solving skills, they make estimates about the size of their kitchen, their table, because remember, everybody's living space is different. I love the and, Yeah, and then size comparison, and they have to do a lot of math yeah. in order to figure that out. So for me, I think picture books are a great way to get students talking about again estimation probability uh talking about problem solving but that big thing is this is a great book for engaging kids in that social emotional learning part of mathematics because a part of social emotional learning in math is that ability to cooperate that ability to listen to each other the ability to hear other people's ideas draw them together um you know, not to, as I like to say, don't poo-poo in any idea, guys. You know, <laughs> bringing it, bringing everybody's idea forward and considering it as a valid contribution to the group. So, again, that it, it's one of my favorite for building in social emotional learning into um, our math our, into my mathematics program. And again, that book is called Counting on Frank by Rod Clement.
1: That's so cool. Well, I think we're getting near the end of our uh, time for the day.
0: Oh, I have more books to
1: share. I know, but the whole goal of this is a little snippet into education, That's honestly. True. But as teachers, we all know we don't have a whole heck of a lot of time.
0: <laughs> well, i those are some great stories and some great ideas you shared today, Shanna. I'm as definitely going to be applying them into uh, my uh, into my programming.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. And you've got me lots to think about. I'm now going to consider making peas for dinner and seeing how many I can drop on the floor. Oh, there
0: you
1: go. Ooh. Only 15 per day for eight years. And then that's the whole premise, right? 15 wow. a day. Wow. Only 15. Right. Hmm. Now I've got to do some All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to look us up through our social media. We are available on um, Instagram at Education Honestly and the same through Facebook. Um, Send us a message. Tell us what you're thinking about. What's your favorite story? What's your favorite picture book? How do you use it? Share it with us and maybe we can share it with others. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. I'm Claire.
0: And I'm Shanna. And this has been Education Honestly. Till next time.